the Medical Republic, I'm Wendy John. This is the Wild Health Podcast. Every day, 250 people are diagnosed with dementia in Australia, and historically, there haven't been many tools in a doctor's tool belt to help patients respond to this disease. But now an online platform called Step Up for Dementia is connecting dementia patients to new research and pushing back on the stigma of dementia diagnosis. It's opening up possibilities for people with dementia who say it's provided a strong purpose in life and helped them maintain a positive mental attitude. But it's also speeding up the research recruitment process, which is a massive barrier for many clinical trials. In this episode, you'll find out how this tech platform was created through a British collaboration and what was most critical in the design phase of this startup. To tell us all about it is our guest, Professor Jung-Hee Jung, Director of Step Up for Dementia and the Susan and Isaac Wakil Professor of Healthy Ageing at the University of Sydney. Welcome, Professor Yun-Hee Jung, Director of Step Up for Dementia and the Susan and Isaac Wakil Professor of Healthy Ageing at the University of Sydney. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. Could you tell us what is Step Up for Dementia? Step Up for Dementia Research is an online platform that connects people interested in volunteering for dementia research with researchers recruiting for their studies. It's similar to an online dating service in the way that it matches people with or without dementia with research studies based on their characteristics like age, location, and diagnosis. So what is the dementia burden in Australia currently? In Australia, there are about 450,000 people living with dementia and over 1.5 million people are involved in the care of people living with dementia. That includes families and friends and those people who are providing care professional capacity. So that's pretty significant. Step up for dementia. So I love that. It's the online dating platform between people with dementia and their carers can also be a part of this that's research. That's right, yes. With the researchers. And, and I imagine it really speeds up the recruitment process. That's right. So as a researcher, I've been struggling a lot to um, recruit participants in a timely manner. So if you look at clinical trials, um, several years ago, there was a survey looking into clinical trial data, and only one in five of clinical trials met their recruitment deadlines. So 80% of clinical trials couldn't finish their studies in the time that they have actually planned to finish for recruitment. And many trials actually failed to recruit the required sample size full stop. What that means is research funding that they secured to do research couldn't be used because of recruitment failure. And what are you seeing with Step Up for Dementia? Step Up for Dementia research is therefore designed to support researchers to recruit their participants in a timely manner. We are still in the early stage. We launched our service in 2019, July. So we've just been over two years. And we have um, a database um, size of 1,200 volunteers across the nation. We had um, a number of researchers who gave us feedback after their recruitment closed. 
And one of them um, was looking for research participants. She was looking for carers of people living with dementia. And she started using traditional recruitment strategies like talking to advocacy groups, newsletters, social media. She spent about six months to find research participants and she found around six people during the period. And she heard about Step Up and started using Step Up for her recruitment for two months and she completed her recruitment. So she uh, was able to recruit 40 people within two months. So that was a, a substantial um, you know, number of people she was able to secure. So Step Up for Dementia is modelled on a UK program. Could you speak a little bit about the collaboration that happened to get it up and running in Australia? Yes. So I met with a team from the UK Joint Dementia Research at a conference in 2017, and they presented this amazing program sharing their success with um, audience around how they supported the public to have their voice in a way that is um, systematic because this was a one-stop shop in the UK that anyone over 18 could go to to register for their interest in volunteering dementia research. So when I met with them, they said, you know, they are very happy to support a similar program in Australia. And that's how our journey started in 2018. So they came to Australia to go around the country to talk to researchers, talk to people living with dementia and carers, and also health and aged care service providers. We also spoke with, um, you know, policymakers around the potential of having a, something like joint dementia research in Australia. We had enormous support from the, the workshop we conducted around several cities in Australia. How did you fund it? So we were funded by the Department of Health, Australian Government Department of Health, to develop and pilot the early program of our step up. So we had a full support from UCL, um, Professor Martin Rosso, um, who is the director of dementia research in the UK, and, um, and his team provided full support to share their knowledge and know-how of how they developed joint dementia research. And we also had one of the managers, Adam Smith, who came to Sydney to work with us to develop the program. What barriers were there in creating the platform? The challenges that we faced were to do with the fact initially that a lot of work happened internationally, right? So um, their morning is our evening, (laughs) Um, but we also found out our privacy legislations not quite the same as what they had. So we involved our university's Office of General Counsel, our research office, and ICT to make sure what we are doing or what we were planning to do was acceptable 
in the Australian standards. It took about six months for us to develop and refine over 30 different protocols that helped us to, to make sure that the information we collect from volunteers and researchers are securely you know, stored in our database, but also we protect privacy and confidentiality of those volunteers who are generously giving their information to support dementia research. Can other developers also share this code or design if they were looking at creating something like this for their field of research? Yes, but Tepa for Dementia Research has a specific aims and goals. It's not just a digital platform to support recruitment. It's also call for action. And what we try to do is to enhance understanding of dementia research among the public and also to reduce stigma. So it's really important for us to be able to understand the purpose of designing the platform to start with. So it takes quite a lot of time to understand the end user perspective. I'm very happy to share our know-how and how Australian researchers not just in dementia research, but in other health areas, to build a platform like what we have got. Because what I want to say is that it's not just a piece of software that allows, um, that has a number of functions. It is a program that is designed to really uh, give the public voice that they need in advancing science, but also in improving support services. Consultation takes time and money. How important is it to consult with people who have the lived experience when we're developing tech? It's hugely important. It's a determinant factor in my view because I've seen programs in Australia and other countries that researchers feel or, um, you know, um, technology partners feel that, well, this is really important without actually asking people who are going to use the service and then fail to deliver the product that is designed to meet their needs. And so it's hugely important. And also what we find is this is a journey. It's not just you make a product and then walk away you have to continue to work with them because technology keeps developing. Laws may change. People may have different needs over time. So it is really important that we are connected with those people who are going to benefit from this service. It sounds like people with the lived experience of dementia were privileged in this process, their voices were fundamental to the design of the program. That's right, yes. And that's how we did um, in Australia. We, we had already, you know, baseline information from our UK colleagues, but we also want to make sure that our Australian, um, you know, um, the, the public in Australia are comfortable 
with what we were proposing because we, we were not sure whether this could work in Australia at the very beginning. And the way that our name was designed, for example, Step Up for Dementia Research, we went through a number of consultations. We also you know, asked people how they wanted to be informed or how they wanted to, to be connected. Even though we have a very similar approach to the UK, there are some slightly different ways of we are providing this service. And that's because we had feedback from people living with dementia and carers. Some research came out this month about using smartphone technology to improve uh, memory functioning, a randomised controlled trial for people in this space. What do you think is next in dementia research and technology? Well, that's a big question. (laughs) I, I think the potential is almost limitless. And, and I guess, you know, sometimes people in their 80s and 90s, some of them um, don't have any means to, to use smartphones. But I think, you know, the next generation, the smartphone is almost like a part of um, our human physiology. I don't know whether that's a good thing, but it is everyone actually has smartphone nowadays, almost everyone. And um, and therefore, the way that we develop interventions to enhance our cognition or to enhance our everyday life, you know, tend to rely on technologies more than ever. So I feel that this, you know, um, the use of technology in research um, to test its effectiveness and its its implementation is a huge market in, in a good way. I'm not talking about market in a, in a kind of um, economic way. It is economic way, but I think it, it is already a tool that you know, many people rely on, and therefore we need to use um, in, a, in an ethical way. And then I feel that there, you know, there is a hope, more hope, than ever before. Because of the smartphone technology that people are using so frequently. That's right. And even my mom, you know, she is back in Korea and 84-year-old my mom, she used smartphone. She doesn't use a lot of sophisticated functions, but then we are able to, as the entire family, can chat on a daily basis. And, um, and she's feeling that she's now more included in our conversation, whereas before it was just amongst us. Whereas once we taught our mom how to use the chat you know, application, then she's in, involved in the chat. The only thing is that you know, she, when she writes a sentence, there is no space in between. So one of us always has to translate what she meant. For people who have dementia... How important is feeling connected to friends and family in that way? There is a growing number of research that demonstrates that loneliness affects our cognition. Social isolation affects our cognition. And it is really important for us to to make sure there is support, there are services 
that really help people to connect with others, especially when people have dementia, because they may not be able to initiate that social connectedness themselves. We can support them. Once we provide the prompts, then people can actually, you know, work with other people. It really could be that technology has a significant role to play in helping people manage living with dementia. That's right, yes. Thank you, Professor Yoon-Hee Jung. Thanks for your time today. Thanks for the opportunity. That was Professor Yoon-Hee Jung, Director of Step Up for Dementia. You've been listening to the Wild Health Podcast. I'm Wendy John. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can search for us on your favourite podcast player and subscribe. Leave us a review if you like. The Wild Health Podcast is a production from the journalists at The Medical Republic. Visit our website at wildhealth.net.au where you can keep up to date with all the latest news on digital disruption and healthcare transformation. While you're there, make sure you subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter. Thanks for tuning in. 